Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Welcome back to Talkville, guys. Ryan, Tom, we're here. Thank you for being here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, this, However this, this probably, airs, Happy New Year. Whenever this airs, it doesn't matter. It's our first episode after the New Year oh, that yeah. we're actually recording. This has been a lot of fun, and I'm happy to say that these next two episodes, I, I kind of liked. I liked. I did. So it's, you know, I was just shitting on the show and uh, because it deserved some shit shitting. And now I feel <laughs> like the next two episodes are a little more delightful and... Um, before we get into it, I just want to say thank you to all the patrons out there who are supporting this podcast, patreon.com slash talkville. Join today and become part of the family, and it really helps the podcast. You're the reason why we're still here. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash talkville. There's also talkvillepodcast.com and tons of merch. You can get autographed pieces of art by me and Tom from the special artist who uh, – who, uh, did some great artwork and there's some prints and uh, once the prints are gone that's it so a lot of cool stuff and, and the store is always booming that people are enjoying that um also if you didn't get a chance to call in the hotline make sure you call in the hotline uh a few episodes in advance because it, people are always leaving messages i just want to do a like a season's greeting to ryan he doesn't need to be here but he's here and i and i appreciate that <laughs> what do you you're mean right, you're right i don't no, what do you I, mean I, he doesn't this need is, to be here all without pro ryan bono. yeah what? No, I mean, I want him. I'm not. I want him to be here, but he doesn't need to be. Here. I mean, he's good at what he does, and don't get me wrong. But if he was not here, we would miss him. So he chooses to be here, which we I enjoy. would miss him. <laughs> Tom is saying a nice thing. Thank you, Tom. No, he's. I think he's messing. I was with you. <laughs> trying to say something nice. Paging Doctor Freud. We can't. He's, we can't do this show without Ryan. I won't do it without Ryan. Ryan is. I can't do it without Bryce. That's true. I that, can't do well, without. We, that's yeah, true. Well, we we can both can't do it without that. Bryce. No, this yeah. show wouldn't exist yeah, without Bryce. That that's for that's sure. True. All right, let's stop asking each other's D's. Um, uh, oh, make sure you follow us um, at Talkville Pod, I believe, or at Talkville Podcast. You know where to find us. Write a review. Please spread the word. Get people to listen and watch. Without further ado, let's get into season four, episode five. This is called Run. Title. This was fun. Fun. Title was run at October 20th, 2004. Directed David Barrett. I think I got in a fight with him. Uh, it was his first episode. Writer yep. Stephen S. DeKnight. Yep. Guest star Kyle Gowner as Bart Allen, which, by the way, we have a very special guest today. I won't tell you who it is. Kyle Gowner mm -hmm. from Smile, from Scream. Uh, he's uh, uh, awesome. So is Benjamin Ratner as Hannison. He's just a one. He's also a wonderful person. Yeah. You're going to love this interview. We've got Kyle yeah. Gallander. We're just saying it. We got him here today. So uh, <laughs> there's your surprise. Uh, synopsis. Lex 
acquiring a new artifact sparks Clark's interest in uncovering the secrets hidden beneath. However, things go haywire when a super fast petty thief gets involved. Brian, I have a I have a question for you real quick. What's the deal with the cats at the beginning of this episode? Did that spark your interest? Yeah, the cat that, that goes by. I think it was just kind of cool. It was just added kind of thing. It's, th- it's three times, though. It is It is multiple times. That's a lot of cats for a show without many cats I just didn't or know pets if it, in general. We well, can move on. I, we can cut that. I'm just... I think it just added some, uh, some life, some uh, darkness, some stray cats. Listen, it's symbolism. Stray cat, the Flash character, sort of a stray guy on the run. So he's kind of a stray cat. There you go. I don't know if maybe right. the Flash had answered. a pet cat in the comics. Maybe. Next question. I don't know. Anyway, the episode begins to the tune of the roots as we see Bart Allen, a petty thief, beating with Hannison, someone he sells stolen items to. After dropping a reference to the Flash, Bart gets frustrated that Hannison isn't willing to pay more. A distraction allows Bart to super speed away before the thugs can escalate things. I thought that was Did anybody cool. else see that this... So, so this bad guy, right, who buys this stuff, did you realize that all he did was talk about being in a hurry, but he wasn't actually moving fast <laughs> yeah. at all? Hurry. We, we've got a, we've got a, a hurry here. <laughs> he was the slowest rushed person I've ever seen. Yeah. It kind of made you go, uh, okay. <laughs> the Metropolis. Clark is accompanying his father who's getting new meds from his cardiologist before heading to a football game gifted by Lex. As Jonathan stops by a magazine stand, we see a drunk driver in the broad, in broad daylight, sipping from a brown bag, losing control of his truck. The truck goes barreling towards Jonathan. Clark begins to move to save his dad, but he's too late because Bart gets there first, shoving him to the side. Not only does he save Jonathan, but Bart also steals his wallet in the process. And I think it's the second drunk driver, Kent-related accident. Perry. Probably. Yep. But also, I don't think it's he's just a, you know, it takes a little something day. for the effort. No. But do you realize... Um, the dueling plaids, I thought was funny. Yeah, that was with a little father bit, and son. I thought Jonathan's plaid was too big. It looked really <laughs> big on him. You know, let's go to the city. Let's put our plaids on and go to the city. It was like a XXL and it should have been a large. <laughs> Jonathan and Clark head home empty-handed. Jonathan wants to call the credit card company to cancel everything, but Clark says they should call Chloe to help track this guy down. Clark leaves and then Jonathan tries to arrange a romantic night out with Martha but he gets denied. We cut to a scene with Jason and Lana making out next to a fireplace during the session. Jason notices Lana's tattoo, her tramp stamp. He makes a couple of jokes about being like a uh, oh. naval tattoo, and Lana tries to brush it off to not draw more attention, and then Jason tells her he doesn't care about the tramp stamp. He just wants to make sure Lana doesn't keep secrets from him anymore. That's not what he said. Yeah. I think he was really interested in that tramp stamp, though. I think he was. Uh, it, I think that's really what he wanted. Uh, <laughs> listen, I think I, I think the point here is what you're seeing is Lana trying to navigate a world where she has secrets and doesn't want to share, which is what she wanted Clark to share. And now she has a secret she can't share. And I think that's the story they're trying to tell us. How do you deal with that? Yeah, but again. And Jensen's very open-minded, or Jason. I know. This storyline just pisses me off. It's just like, not sharing it's secrets. not just the coach. I'm talking about the tramp stamp and this symbol from this mummified whatever back in Paris. And what does it mean? And we're going to come out. It, there's not going to be any great reveal on this. It, the, it means that Kristen Crook's contract is up is what it means. 
It means something. I don't know what the hell, but it bothers me. You know what's funny, though, is if Lex Luthor could watch this TV show, he would be into all of it. He'd be like, oh, where is this going to lead? I'm going to follow every minute of it. But Lex isn't because he's doing his own thing. Maybe not. Back in Metropolis, we see Clark breaking into the hotel room of the thief who saved Jonathan. While snooping around the inside, he gets a good look at the signature lightning bolt backpack. Clark also notices all the aliases and different ID cards. Jay Garrick, Barry Allen, Wally West. That was pretty cool. I like that. I'm, I totally missed that. You did? I, I missed though. I Yeah, because I don't know those names. All right. I, I had to watch four seasons I'm, of Flash I'm, I'm for work. I'm disinformed. You did? Yeah. When Jason and Lana are kissing and they're talking about the tattoo, that actual, I'm showing you right here, that's the Kent living room. That's where they shot that scene. That's so weird. It's probably efficiency, but I'm telling you, I know that room. I mean, I, I know, I know room. that room. Bar walks in, starts playing dumb to stealing from Jonathan. He then tells Clark nobody can see him while he's doing this thing. And Clark tries to sit him down, but Bart makes a run for it, saying, smell you later. Clark pursues him, but stops short as Bart runs on water across a lake, which is badass. He heads back home to inform his father, but when Clark arrives, he finds Bart relaxing inside the kitchen, which I thought was pretty dope. Tom, any memories from the super speed slow-mo scenes in this episode in particular? First time it's done with someone else. Uh, any memories being around for the uh, walking on water scene or anything like that? Just about what you think about. like What, what are you focusing on when you're doing these powers? Because obviously it's, it's being done in post. And I remember seeing something about you just have to focus on the fact that you can do it. Like you're picking up a tractor and you're throwing it like that. Yeah, you can do it. Uh, you can run across water. So when you run toward the water, run. Um, what I found in watching this, when Clark enters the apartment for Bart, there's some I did a lot of things like moving through like John Schneider, like moving through my shoulders to because it's a very boring entrance. But right. like we keep it activated so that when he comes out of the like shower or whatever, he's surprised. Um, I know there's there's a lot of little things that we made happen in this episode, I guess. The two super you know. kids go to talk in the barn. Bart is stoked to meet someone as fast as him and shares his story with the lightning strike that sent him into overdrive. And Clark is somewhat confused that there can be someone with strange powers outside of Smallville. And Bart explains that his parents weren't supportive of these newfound powers and goes on to try uh, go on to try and recruit Clark to leave Smellyville. That's what he tries to do. That night, Bart and Clark return from their rendezvous to Miami in time for the Talon's grand opening. Chloe shows up and Bart starts putting the moves on heavy. I love that. And you know what? I, I kind of like uh, Chloe's hair. She looked cute. She looked more uh, cuter than normal, you know? Well, anyway, I'll move on. Uh, Clark leaves the talent upon Lex's request to meet up at Luther Mansion. There, Lex shares an artifact that he had to bribe some Russians with vodka with to obtain. It's 14th century manuscript with Kowachik symbols across its border. So I thought this was cool. It looked like a tree when he did use the X-ray vision. And I know that later we're going to find out more about that Lex is also informed about the hidden meeting behind the visual. But like, what is it? I, I, it wasn't clear to me. It was something, but I don't know what it was. It was a map. It was a map. They said it was a map. Yeah, it's a map, but of what? I know like, it looks. It looks like a shitty map. It did. It's like a, a map of it's a map of a tree. It looks like a tree branch. <laughs> hey, Ryan, it's, a, it's like it's a map, but there's only one way to go, right? It's just, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, and then you're drawing it. It was just. It was kind of weird. The, I don't know. Well, it's listen. At the end of this episode, I sorry to spoiler. 
but like we don't know what it is other than that not only does Clark see it, but Lex sees it. But in this next episode, Transference, there's no reference to it at all. So I just, hmm. I, did I miss something in the map? I don't I, think I, you did. What is it? I think we all are, okay. are anticipating what the hell this is, right? Yeah. That's all. All right. Lex goes into the monologue about the battle depicted in, in the manuscript, and Clark uses X-ray vision to see some sort of, like we just talked about, hidden map inside the document. As Clark leaves, Bart pops up in. He's surprised that he knows Lex personally. You know Lex Luthor? Lower your God-blessed voice. <laughs> he was so loud. I'm like, of course Lex is going to hear. Mm -hmm. uh, what I like is that when Lex comes out and goes, Clark, who are you talking to? You had no answer. <laughs> nothing. I mean, it was really <laughs> odd. And then the same answer later on when the uh, excuse me when the thing's gone in the Lex Lex's office and you just go. Uh. <laughs> this is what I love about Lex. He he asks questions that he already knows answers to to see how people react. Yeah, like I, I Lex is informed. I I I, 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 I where do we go now? All right. Was there not like a line written where you had an excuse and they just went with this take or that was it? No. Wow. No, this is acting. Uh, I was just talking to myself, Lex. Sorry. I was just trying to remember what I'm supposed to do for my mom. My mom asked me to pick something up. Or I was just talking to the, some dude who just appeared here and then disappeared. Also, the first time that Clark doesn't really have an excuse for like a superpower thing. Like he's just he's got excuses yeah. every episode. Yeah. The first no time excuse this time. Speechless, Clark. Speechless. Beachless. Speechless in Smallville. Clark heads home to share the news with Jonathan, forgetting that they agreed upon earlier in the episode. Clark is now determined to follow the map in this manuscript. Jonathan's disappointed that his son is still being puppeteered by Jarrell. And Clark defends his actions, saying he wants to make sure whatever is on the other side doesn't get into the wrong hands. Back in the loft, Bart shows up to talk more about Lex Luthor, muttering that it's, it must be impossible to be that rich by playing it straight. He invites Clark to head to the Man Theater for a premiere of Speed with Keanu. <laughs> Clark turns him down, determined to swap out Lex's manuscript. The irony of Clark having no issue with stealing this document after being on Bart's case about stealing. Hmm. Clark heads over to the Luther Mansion, but he's late. Once inside, alarms start going off inside his office and the documents missing, seemingly stolen by Bart. Lex and an armed security guard enter, surprised to find Clark standing over the empty display case, going, ah, I, I. Hey, Clark uses his quick thinking to get out of a tongue, Lex. I was just stopping by to say hello, and which makes sense. Lex is frustrated and trying to figure out who robbed him. So Lex goes on to say that he's sure he can hire someone fiscally challenged to find the thief and that there is nowhere on earth that he could run from Lex Luthor. That's kind of the first time we've heard that, where he refers to himself in, what do you call that? Third person. Third person. Literally, he comes in with a gun and what could you possibly be doing here right now? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing in your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Talkville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Talkville. Talkville is brought to you by Good Chop. If you haven't heard us talk about this, uh, this this is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable company. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. I cooked some of these steaks, and it was the best meat I've had, and I'm not – I'm going to name drop, but I went well, – I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house, and we barbecued, and I put these on the grill, and I don't know what it was, but Good Chop completely sold me. Uh, you can choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick-cut bacon. Uh, they also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um, I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's the easiest way to be safe. Yeah, it's. Uh, I really am. When I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh, Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries, so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And, you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money-back guarantee here. So love Good Shop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good Shop. Go to goodchop.com slash talkville120 and use code talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at talkville120 at goodchop.com slash talkville120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash talkville120 code talkville120. Lana heads to the town for some reason after closing. Uh, she uh, sees Martha stressed out and overworked, and Martha tells Lana and uh, Jonathan thinks she took the job to help their finances. But in reality, it's an excuse for her to get out of the house for fear of losing Jonathan. Lana tells her that that's basically like losing him already. Martha then thanks her for her sage advice. Great scene, by the way. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're huge fans of Annette. Um, obviously and um Kristen but like that's a hard scene like it's like an adult married woman talking to this girl who just found out she had a tattoo on her back for no reason <laughs> I bet like, Kristen really enjoyed that too I bet yeah. she loved working with so uh, hard yeah with Annette Bart goes back to meet with Hannison trying to pawn off the manuscript lifted from Lex. They end up knocking out Bart as Lex arrives to retrieve the document after learning that Bart is a kid 
He wants him released. Lex then tells them that he already called the cops and they should be arriving soon. Shortly after, Hannison's muscle goes to apprehend the billionaire, but Lex uses Lana-like moves to take out the security guard before getting knocked out by Hannison <laughs> with one crappy punch. How many takes did these knockout scenes usually take? Uh, I, you know, I just remember, um, you know, it's nice to see Lex. Lex is trained before he's boxed, before he's an adult. He's taken martial arts. He's fenced. I could I like that he steps up here. It's nice to see him not just get the shit beat out of him. But then after all that ass beating, Lex just gives that guy, Mr. Uh, heavy set guy, punches Lex in the face and knocks his ass out. Come on! I will. What the? I will. I listen. I'm gonna. I want to support this. as a viewer. I'm watching this episode and Lex all like all of a sudden he's John Wick. You know what I mean? And I was like, where'd this come from? Because all you ever see is him getting hit in the head and falling down or waiting. This is great. Yeah, I like it. Hannison then takes his anger out on Bart, pulling a pistol on him and asking him if he's faster than a speeding bullet. Luckily, Clark arrives just in time, because he is, snatching <laughs> the gun and throwing Hannison through the roof. Clark goes to check on Lex, but while he's searching for a pulse, Bart pulls out some kryptonite to weaken Clark so he can steal the manuscript. While on the ground, though, Clark makes an emotional appeal to Bart, who at first fights it, but eventually gives in which is rare. I haven't seen that. That was cool. And the next day on the farm, Clark reconnects with his father, telling him that he wishes he could embrace his powers like Bart does. And Jonathan tells his son that there's a difference between embracing them and flaunting them. Shortly after, Martha arrives back home. Her and Jonathan flirt a little and then embrace each other again. Another great scene. Another oh, great yeah. scene. I mean, that's it's a very delicate thing what they balance there and they make it look easy, but... I just love the way that they connect. I, I just love those people. I like that, you know, certain directors, I, I just, you know, aren't that great with direction. They're more for action and more for, you know, they don't really deal with the actors as much. And when you're a pro, when you've done it enough, you don't rely on the director. You don't rely on anything else but yourself, your instincts and your your just your yeah but the director is but the director is there to help you no but i'm saying it's nice to it. it's nice to be able to rely on yourself like some people are like i need oh, help yeah. i need the director i i need this i need all these things these tools these props i don't think annette needed anything i don't think john needed anything no you know, uh, it was no, just nice. Right. The episode concludes with Lana bringing Jason down to the caves. She shares how Clark always kept these from her. Jason reassures her that she doesn't need to worry. So Lana goes on to share how many of the same symbols in the caves were on the sculpture in Paris before she became unconscious. Clark goes to check on Lex, playing dumb to what happened in Metropolis. And while doing so, he finds that Bart returned the manuscript to Lex. Lex then tells Clark that he paid some expert to analyze the contents of the manuscript. I think we have to get Jensen on this podcast because... I guarantee they didn't tell him that his character, like Smallville didn't tell you what your character was going to be, maybe the next episode, let alone next season. No. And this, his character becomes something really big. We got to have Jensen on the show and just be like, what did you know? Because he's playing a character in a cave with a girl who got a tattoo who didn't ask for it. Yeah, he doesn't know he's anything. Like, being very he might as well be the masked about singer. Like, he's just very... <laughs> yeah he doesn't know what the hell's going on and he's doing great yeah he's great lex tells clark that they found nothing and believe he overpaid but as clark leaves we see lex reviewing the hi secret hidden map 
uh, the manuscript in his laptop. We get a final scene between Bart and Clark before Bart takes off. He suggests that they start a club and find more super friends or a league. They have one <laughs> super final super speed chase as we get played out to Rascal Flats. Um, so Bryce Bryce came on and said that the map has something to do with stones this whole season. But I will say this, like, if you look at Lex's face, he's got a cut that should have, like, four stitches in it. Oh, yeah. And, like, it, it, you're playing it like it didn't even hurt. Yeah. Like, he's, it was just a That's punch. a severe wound. Highlights and lowlights. Um, no Lionel and Lois in this episode. I wonder, since they were regulars, if they got paid. Oh. Even if they weren't in it. I wonder. I always wonder no. those things. Given this no. is the first episode for this writer and director, did it still feel like Smallville? Do you have any memories of new directors on set melding to the series? Um, I had uh, an incident with this guy. The only two people I've ever had an incident with was James Marshall and this guy. Uh, this guy's name was David Barrett. Um, so I was getting a makeup and I was... Everything was fine. I was having it was the beginning of my day. I came in. I was um, I can come. My call was a little later, and I'm in makeup and I walk on set, greeting everybody. And the director comes up to me, David, and just says, "You're effing me. You're you're effing me!" Screaming in my face. We're the day is getting ruined because you're late and this and that and just screaming at me. And I'm like, I'm so taken aback that I. I am just like, whoa. And the AD goes, Rosenbaum. I forgot his name. Um, but he goes, hey, let's let's do this after the take. We got to get this take. This is a big shot, a uh, big crane shot. And I go, uh, 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 he goes, we'll, we'll talk about it after. And I'm with Erica. Um, and the crane's coming down. They're rolling camera. It would. I wish they would have saved it. And Erica looks at me and goes, are you okay? I go, No. And as the camera goes, I look into the camera, I go, fuck you. And I beeline to this guy. And I they had to hold me back. And I go, motherfucker, you don't talk to me this way. Who the hell are you? I wasn't late. I've never been late, ever. And we start going on and blah, blah. And they're you know, holding me back. And he's like, Ugh. And I go to my trailer and I kind of chill out. I'm just trying to. And uh, one of the directors, one of the producers, like, hey, he'd like to apologize. I go, fuck that guy. And he's right outside my trailer. <laughs> I go, no, anybody who talks to somebody like that, I don't, it doesn't deserve to get me talked to. And he's like, hey, Michael, I don't need I'm, your, I don't need your, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm really, 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 really sorry. And I realized it was a misunderstanding. It wasn't your fault. And finally, I went out there and I go, dude, I don't, even if I was late, I mean, which I wasn't. I mean, know your fact. You don't talk to people. It was incredible, you know. And then everything was okay. We we figured it out, and everything was fine. And we talked, and uh, so. But it was it was not it was not a pleasant moment. It was not a pleasant moment for anybody because I I I don't lose my cool, and he pushed my every button. It's like somebody just going up to you and punching you in the face, and you're going, "Whoa, what did you do that for?" <laughs> well, so. Something and Bryce and I talked about is we have a special guest that we're going to bring on right now, and his name. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't hate him. I mean, it was just a moment. It was just like no, you it's know. fine. Listen, but he was a, he we, was a little I bit made, of a he was a little bit of a what's the word? Um, he he's uh, he was definitely more of a hipster. You know, hipster. He's a hipster guy. It's also just not an effective way of communication. No. To 
I mean, it was so like that unbelievable. In general. I remember like it was yesterday how I felt. I felt like so. Do you know when you get Insane. when you're always doing the right thing and you're always you feel like, hey, I'm always on time. Hey, I'm always on this. I'm always I know my uh, lines like, always rely on me. And then they're like, you suck. And you're just like, it felt like my dad It felt like, wow, you're lashing out at me yeah. for no reason. And I have to defend myself. And, that, and that's a very strong trigger. It was a very you strong know, trigger for me because it had it really had nothing to do with you. And we know that now. It had everything to do with him being scared. Oh, dude. You know, did like, you, were you there yeah. when I went at him? I don't recall this. I just remember, I don't think I got along with him either because it was, we, we had a handful of directors who never were invited back, who they were just like, they weren't directing. They were, they were like, what's the word? I, I haven't prepared this argument. He did on, another episode though. But they were like, they would just tell you, direct, directing is different. Directing is giving some someone a nugget so they can be creative and find their own voice with a moment. Uh, that's a horrible way of describing it. Dictating, direct, like like a dictator is a different thing. There's a yeah. dictator and a director. Yes, yes. I, look, <laughs> yeah. I, don't think, I felt like he, he did a good job. I thought like he was... I just felt like yeah, that was I mean, just like, so uncalled for. And uh, I think we had another moment, which was a little rough. But like, you know, regardless, just watch how you talk to people and, you know, don't scream at somebody when you don't know the facts. And it, it's like, you know, I, anyway, moving on. Interesting things of note. Interesting things of Bart note. Allen is the first future hero introduced on Smallville. Bart Allen is the alter ego of DC Comics superhero Impulse, who later becomes Kid Flash and eventually is the fourth hero to be called The Flash. Huh. At the Talon, Chloe asks Bart where he's from, and he jokingly replies, the future. In the comics, Bart Allen, also Impulse and Kid Flash, really was from the future. When Clark enters Bart's room, a Smallville comic book is seen open on the coffee table. The episode aired two days before Kyle Gallner's 18th birthday. And now, speaking of Kyle Gallner, let's go and talk to him and see what he's up to. He's done so many great things. The movie Smile, which is one of my favorite horror movies of the year, um, and so much, so much other stuff. Let, let's go talk to him. He's, he's a great guy, and he's grown up a little bit. He's got a family. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got a very special guest, uh, Kyle. The people mess up your name all the time. I think I messed it up. It's Gallner, right? Gallner, yeah. yeah Everybody says Gallner. Yeah, Gallner. So, uh, Mr. Gallner, can I get a quarter pounder? <laughs> oh, what are you working at Wendy's? Uh, not Gallagher? Dude, I, I no. know. <laughs> you don't get Gallagher. 
Dude, but welcome, man. I, I'm so excited. I know you got to take the kids surfing. You, you know, I know it was not easy. You're a little on vacation, and you did this. And it's oh, been so long since you were on Smallville, but w- welcome, and we thank you. We're uh, we're really uh, happy. Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. It was nice. It was nice to get the. Uh, I was wondering. I was actually wondering. I was like, I wonder if you're gonna fucking reach out to me or not. <laughs> well, we did. We just well, got now- the episode. We just got the episode. It was called Run, and we just watched yeah. it. And I'm I'm happy to say that it was good. That I liked the episode yeah. because it, it sucks when you talk to someone you and you didn't really like the episode. Be like maybe like them. But you were really a lot of guest stars come on and I feel like they're fine and they do their job and they play the bad guy or they play this. And then there's characters that come along, actors that come along that are memorable and give a arc to the to the story and the character. And and I just felt like you did that and you nailed it. So, you know, oh, what thanks, you, man. yeah, a lot of times characters are brought on to a show to service the lead character. Right. What I saw on this episode is I saw Clark watching you and it addresses one of the biggest issues that still is out there, which is funny, I think for us to talk about is who's faster, Flash or Superman? Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was cool, man. I mean, that was my, that was, it was like my first like real get. Like I had just been out in California. I hadn't been out there very long. I moved from Pennsylvania. And it was sort of like my first real deal thing where it wasn't like a guest star. I mean, it kind of was, but it was it was like a big deal. It was like, no, you're going to be a superhero. It's going to be- You were the lead of this episode. Yeah. 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 It was like, like my first were. time. Yeah. And I didn't know shit. Like, I knew yeah. nothing. Like, it was, <laughs> it was cool because everybody was so nice with their time and really- I I truly learned a lot on that episode because everybody kind of took me under their wing and it was really- a very safe space to kind of fuck up almost. Like I remember there was a scene where I had to show the kryptonite and I just, they were like, you need to tilt it. And I was like, but I don't understand what you mean. Like, <laughs> like I didn't know what they were talking yeah, about. Or, I don't- or there was another scene where like you threw a bad guy through the roof and I'd never been on a set where there's stunts and there's stuff. <laughs> and I just kept thinking, I was like, thank God the camera wasn't on me. Cause as soon as you launched that guy through the roof, I was like, like I would have completely ruined the shot because I just I had never been around anything like that before. So you were a kid in a candy store, pretty much. You were sort of like, oh my Holy god! Shit. I mean, it was so fun. And and from what I heard originally, they were trying to find somebody who was like maybe as big as you, Tom, at the time, like more grown up and bigger. So my reps had told me like that may be the way they're going. And then when they hired me, you know, I was like a teenager perpetually in like a 10 year old's body kind of for a long time you're absolutely perfect you're absolutely perfect for this like like warner brothers casting they they found the right people yeah (laughs) they did you were i just i also saw myself watching this episode like i saw me listening to you a lot you saw your character listening to you to listening to him i saw my character listening to you a lot like like I wanted to understand you and you had that, you, you brought that to it. Um, cause you could have cool. just been a punk. You sure. could have just been a punk. Yeah. You could have. Yeah. But yeah. he had heart. He like learned, he learned that like, you know, uh, you're, you know, you're accountable, you're responsible for, you know, the things you do. And it, it, he thinks he just has, you know, the ability to do something. So he'll do it. And he can, he does it because he can. 
and he doesn't realize yeah. the repercussions and there's 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 people behind these these uh feelings or these ideas so it was it was cool what companies would you want to work for just capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good companies like bank of america which just earned the prestigious just capital 2024 seal Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like y'all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. And let me let me guess. So I love the end when, if you remember, I don't know, it's been 20 years since you watched it, but like the the episode yeah. ends with you guys, he's running after you and Racing. he stops and yeah. he looks at you and then he takes off. Yeah. He just goes into Rassel this. Flats is playing. Yeah, <laughs> he goes into this. Yeah, yeah, he goes yeah, yeah. into this super speed where it's. He realizes, oh, this guy's faster than what I can do. This yeah. is incredible, and I don't even know because I didn't watch the episodes. You come back, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, we do it, dude. Of course, you. We had a Justice League episode where. Oh you yeah, 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 that's right, right, right. Michael, that's right. That's right. Michael's because, never seen the show. You have, you have to understand this whole podcast. You put me in a is cage. Michael's, that's right. I remember the cage. I remember you guys. He doesn't you, remember. No, no. no. Tom, He's never watched I do remember. Show. Listen, he, I do remember because I say so to him, funny. and I wish that's I had a ponytail. So Something. That's I say, right. I say that's that right. I give. I give it. Yeah. Disappointments abound, or whatever. That's right. Yeah. The ponytail line. <laughs> yeah. The ponytail line. That's so funny. Yeah, we came back and they never changed my suit. So I had grown up and I literally tried to squeeze into the same like super suit that they built. I was like, no, like I couldn't fit in it. Dude, budgets are everything. <laughs> it's all about no. Well, they were so custom built too. Like, oh yeah, to everything. So the ending of this episode is very similar to the ending of Smallville series. And what I mean by that is the character moves on. We know he's right. out there. We know he's doing well, but we can't go with him. We can't see him. Right. It's very similar. Yeah. So it's a very similar ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I didn't realize that. And you know, Kyle, you uh, you went on to do a lot of great things. You were in the hit horror movie Smile, which I had you guys over for uh, on the Inside of You podcast, which is awesome. That's right. Dinner in America, which is so weird and dark and like crazy. <laughs> And I mean, you're always working and it's so cool to see you go from this bright eyed kind of like role of this young flash on Smallville <laughs> and then blossom into this like character actor who can do so much. And oh, um, thanks, man. it's really fun to watch. And uh, I mean, have you ever thought of playing a superhero again? Did you ever like would you like to be considered for Marvel or DC or you don't really care? I, I mean, I there's this thing that it's like, I love, I just love storytelling. I like making movies. I like yeah. working. I think there's something 
really neat in the, you know, those like big chest swelling moments when you watch it and the hero goes off or the thing blows up. Like it would be really fun to be a part of that and to jump into a world like that. Like I, I wouldn't be against it by, by any means. I mean, I think it'd be fun. I also think it'd be fun to be a villain in one of those. Yeah, it is. Or like, you know what I mean? My answer is kind of like I'm open to opportunities. Totally. You know, like, and that's, I want to, I want to tell stories. I want to play characters. Like, let's go. Right. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's do it. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I don't want to just jump into something that feels half cooked or something like that just to do it though. Like it would have yeah. to be like, I really, especially because there is such a fan base surrounding these characters. People love these characters that it's like, if I don't think the project would bring justice to the character, I would be really kind of wary yeah. of even taking it. Be like, sure. I don't want to just take it just to, you know, it's like shooting yourself in the foot almost. I feel um, like you guys, I feel like I want to, I want to tell good stories. I want to play a great character. And I also don't want to work that much though. That's the difference. So if that's possible, well, I also, I also think in. if they, if they redid Smallville, I think you could play Clark. I think that would be great. <laughs> you're still little, young enough. <laughs> I shave it up a little bit. You I have still, to shave it up a little bit. I still remember we were laughing. There was one line. It was either the Justice League episode or the first one where your dad was like, Clark, you're just like a 17 year old boy. <laughs> Like, I forget yeah. how, I forget how old you were at the time, but it's and I was so, like twenty two. Yeah, you were like in your twenties. I was and, like married and you know. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, it's funny, but man. Um, emotional. I he was he was speaking to me emotionally. Emotionally, he's like yeah, you're still only seventeen. <laughs> yeah, were you twenty? I think it was twenty. I was twenty one or twenty two. I think twenty two. So I was twenty seven yeah. when we started. But emotionally. Emotionally, Probably I'm not. still 22. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, me yeah. too. Well, Forever look, do, young, you, do you remember anything else? Um, we, we love having you on here, and we just I think it's fun for fans to go back in time and go, oh, my gosh, this guy, he was the Flash. We got um, to – first of all, were there any uh, speculations or um, rumors or whatever that you thought maybe you'd play the Flash again or they were going to do something with you? Um, well, they had actually – there were rumors that they were going to do a pilot, like a, a flash show. And then that never happened. I think it was because the Aquaman pilot didn't take off. There was like a couple things that happened at the time, but I remember there were like, true. there were whispers of like a potential flash thing. I mean, dude, I was so new and so green. Like I didn't know anything about anything. Like I wouldn't have even known who to talk to about that or what that even really meant. You know, I just remember hearing, sort of whispers of the potential of, of that happening and then you know years later they obviously made the flash tv show and you know it it went off and did really well but no i mean there was yeah that was that was sort of the big one that i ended up hearing later i mean i did hear that i would probably come back or they might do do something you know bring bring the flash back again or impulse we were flash at the beginning and then i think that oh, was really? also yeah they what the first advertisement was the flash and then I think because they were talking about expanding it into something else, I wasn't the Flash anymore, and they changed me to Impulse because there was like a, a, a there was something, there was like a weird legal thing or something. But you going still on. had the Ronald McDonald colors, like I love. That's yeah, what I love about yeah, the Flash. Yeah, yeah. He's like the Ronald. Ketchup, the ketchup still, mustard going on. Yeah, yeah. But that was that was like the big one. But no, man, I I really 
it's one of those things that I, I truly do look back on fondly because, you know, as you know, it's like not every set is fun. Not every set no. is easy. Yeah. Not every set's enjoyable. And, you know, having that as one of my first things and being so kind of like protected and taken care of and looked after and, and it was just such a good time that, you know, when yeah. things are hard, you can look back and be like, yeah, but it can also be really fun and really great, you know? What what I what I remember watching and, this is because that's how I felt when I started the show. Sure. And when you came on, I felt like I was smart. Like I felt like when you <laughs> and I were acting, I was like, you can ask me questions because right. I finally have answers. Because for the four years before that, I looked to everybody else. Sure. So I actually felt like, and it works with the characters. Like you can too. give him something. They did a great job with the little brother, big brother dynamic on that show with with our characters for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it felt very real because it was, dude. I mean, you were like, it was, it was like you were fucking Superman. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know anything. I'm obviously like, and and to be able to kind of pick your brain in it. And that's also what I remember because I've been on sets too where like, I get it. The leads are busy. They have a lot of lines to do. They have things to do. But I really felt like everybody gave me their time. Yeah. You know, no, that's great. to an extent, like, which was, which was great. I didn't feel iced out in any way. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm just a guy on set. Well, Rosenbaum you know? set the tone for the set. I tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> well, I needed it to be very playful because I was playing such a serious part and I'm such a goofball sure, anyway man. that I just needed to always be having fun. Cause if I took it so yeah. seriously where I was that guy all the time, it would not be fun for anybody or me. No, again. no, so, for no. fucking ten years playing something like that. Like, come on. And if, well, if seven. it's too serious, being green, being new, worked to your advantage. It absolutely hundred percent. I agree because I think yeah. that that character needed to have that sort of element. That sort of like I don't really know how to do yeah. this. And yeah, and I was so excited as just me that I was able to just be so excited, you know, and I think yep. that's really what what he was. He was just like, there's somebody like me and oh my God. And, it, you know, it, it it just it just kind of naturally translated. And I remember they kept telling me, the director kept telling me, he's like, just up it, up it, up it, up it. Yeah. And just keep yeah, pushing but you, but, but you also had this, you also had, not only did you have high energy in rewatching it and, and, and remembering the experience, you also had this, you were like pulling Clark into your world. Yeah. To your world. Like, dude, come with me. Come with me. Come with me. Yeah. And that's, that's bringing us some excitement in his life. That's a character choice. You could have yeah. just said words. Sure. You could have just like ran around fast. That's true. Yeah. You, that was, there was an essence that you brought to it. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was, it was fun. I will tell you, like, I, I, as long as the show was on, because I remember they started bringing in more he superheroes and more people and more people. That as long as the show was on, I did. There was always this little part of me in the back of my head, like, hey, I'm bringing back. <laughs> yeah, you know, like maybe, no. I'll get, maybe I'll get a phone call. Maybe I'll get to go play one more time. You yeah, know I mean? well, you did. I was, I was always, I was always kind of waiting. Like, oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun to go back and hang with, hang with everybody. You know, I, I did it. I did a guest star on a on a show called Lucifer, and at the season finale, they killed me, and Damn. it was easy to like. I was kind of like, oh, they'll bring me back. They'll bring me back. And it was like eight months later. And I was like, they haven't brought me back. I think my character actually died. Yeah, right. 
And I, then I got sad. I was t- I was sad eight months later. Yeah, dude. Kyle, yeah. this has been absolutely awesome. We don't want to uh, take any of your time, more of your time. What do you got going on besides all these other movies that I said? Like, go see Smile. It's one of the few horror movies I liked. Go see Dinner in America. It's a trip. And what's the new one that I have to see that I haven't seen yet? Uh, Passengers out right now. Uh, that's on MGM Plus. Uh, Mother May I just hit Tubi, and then I have another one uh, called Strange yeah, Darkling that we're waiting to see where we land and that one's really cool too actually that one's really good they uh we played uh fantastic fest and it did really well there Sweet. so we'll, we'll see what's uh, your uh, instagram we'll so see people where to follow you go follow what this the guy is i think it's kyle g face Ky- at kyle uh, g face gallagher kyle gallagher <laughs> kyle gallagher, kyle gallagher. Gallner. yeah it's uh it's kyle g face with the there's a little blue they just find the blue check because there's some fakes that are asking for weird stuff awesome um, well we love you buddy thanks we'll be in yeah. touch and we, thanks for coming on man yes, thanks for taking the time dude thank you guys for having me just capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good companies like bank of america which just earned the just capital seal bank of america is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like sharing success which awarded 97 percent of their teammates additional compensation nearly all in stock This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. All right. That was awesome. Kyle, we love you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, It meant a lot. Now we're going to the hotline. The hotline. Listen to some voicemails. Hi, guys. This is Brian Pollard from South Charleston, Ohio. Tom and Mike, it was good seeing you guys in Nashville. My question is for episode run, but specifically for Tom. Tom, in that scene at the end when Bart and Clark are racing, do you remember how that was filmed? I know some films today use green screen and a treadmill, so do you remember how you guys shot that? I do. Um, we ran, and we had stunt doubles who actually ran more, but we we ran after each other, and we shot it out of sequence because I could see that the emotionality didn't really track between the, the two cuts. But the takeaway is that Clark knows that He's going to be a good kid. You know, I mean, if that answers your question. I like it. Yeah. Butts. This is butts. We love our butts. Hey, all butts here calling in on the episode run. This is the first time we see Clark share the screen with another DC superhero. Do you all have any insight as to whether or not this was supposed to be the foundation for what would eventually be the Justice League in the show featured in season six, episode 11, Justice? Or were they just having fun? Bonus question. How much did you guys know about the DC lore before you started Smallville? Thanks. I didn't know uh, anything about the DC lore. Literally zero. I knew nothing about uh, Lex Luthor. Uh, I didn't ever... I, I remember watching Superman and going, oh, that guy's really good, that Gene Hackman guy, but I didn't try to model my stuff because he was more of a caricature. And um, they used to do that a lot. If they hinted of, of stuff that was to come eventually, um, I never really knew about it. I was kind of oblivious. I think most of us were. Sometimes they would do a nod and... We wouldn't always get it. It was sort of for the writers and in case they wanted to get into that more in the future. But I never knew that stuff. Did you, Tom? I don't know if I was ever made aware of it. it, it there's a term called pocket pilot. We did it with Blue Beetle, which is an episode that I directed as well. And, like, and even with some of the characters that we had later in the Justice League, they were they would bring characters on to see how they worked and maybe branch them off. Nowadays, they call them multiverses and all these other things. But yeah, Pocket Pilot 
was a thing. I, I'm pretty sure this was a pocket pilot, even though they wouldn't have told the actor that. Right. Um, it's probably what it was. Hi, it's Michelle M. from Nashville, Tennessee. I am commenting on season four, episode five, Run. Uh, it was really interesting to see how Clark was dealing with Bart because Bart was behaving very much Cal on Red K. So it was really interesting to see how Clark took on the Jonathan persona in a way to to guide uh, Bart along. Uh, what did y'all think about that? Thanks, guys. I don't think Bart's on Red K. I think what Bart doesn't have is guidance. And what Clark has is guidance from his family. And it, you know, it's actually funny that Clark doesn't ask Jonathan to help him with Bart. You know he lets I mean? him like, deal with like it like on his own. Dad, he lets him deal with it on his own. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. That yeah. gives him responsibility. All right, next question. Johnny. Hey, Michael and Tom. This is John from Yorktown, New York. I'm calling for season four, episode five, Run. My question for both of you guys. Guys, how do you guys feel that uh, there's a huge DC character coming into this episode? What, what was your reaction when you first saw the script? Thanks, guys. Mm, I didn't remember. I don't remember, but Tom does, I'm sure. He probably was like, whoa, what's this? Um, Actually, it would be the opposite. I rem I. You got to downplay it. You have, because Clark doesn't know. So you have, that's how you have to look at it. Clark doesn't know who this kid is. I mean, that's a, that's the simplest answer, but like, Let's you know, honest. All right. Lex doesn't know who the Flash is either. You know what I mean? Like, you have to play it that way. You have to deal with them as they, as it comes, as they, as the situation yeah. presents itself. All right. Next one, Joshua. Hi, this is Joshua from Michigan calling about Season 4, Episode 5, Run. Michael, you're on the short list of contenders for most important actor in Flash history. This episode has a Flash of sorts. What? Does your experience with the Flash give you any unique opinions or insight on Kyle's performance or this Smallville speedster? Wait, you can't answer this question if it's going to take you off this list that he just stopped. What What's this list? No, I, it's just uh, it's a list of best Flashes. I was the voice of the Flash for the Justice League Unlimited series which right. was a popular series it, it didn't last that long but it was uh very popular and the fan base is pretty big on it but um and it blew me away it's blown me away that people are so supportive of of my performance in that and uh, i just tried to bring some life and fun into the character when everyone else was so serious and i and i think that this is exactly what kyle did he brought some fun and a new sort of dynamic to the series and um and it was good to see if Clark bounce off him, bounce off of what he does as a as an actor and the character. But I thought he did a great job as Lex. So I don't know if that answers your question, but um, I thought uh, I thought Kyle did a great job. Yeah, hey guys, this is Simon again, calling from England, UK. So for you, Michael and Tom, both of you, when you found out that there was going to be the introduction of the Flash, even though he wasn't called that, were you guys like, oh, this is really cool? Um, we're sort of getting into bigger Superman mythology, or was there some part of you thinking, oh, wow, okay, they're really bringing in Superman mythology. Could the show almost be coming to an end? Anyway, as always, love the podcast. Hope you both come back to some comic cons in England soon, and Michael, please make full hall junkies too. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. I, I would just say that... Um you know, just my, first, my first thought when I heard it, I, I remember being in the makeup trailer, I, I, I think, and I just remember going, ah, oh, they're bringing on other superhero. Oh, what's this show going to become now? What's going on? But I didn't know that it would have heart and it would be done in, in a cool way. So kudos to those guys. 
Hey, Michael and Tom, this is Alex from Columbus. Um, I was calling in about season four, episode five, Run. When I was a kid growing up, I would buy the box sets on DVDs every summer and saw each disc had four episodes. So disc two had episode five, six, seven, and eight of season four. I think this is the greatest four-run four episode out of the whole series. Do you guys agree with me, or do you think there's another four episodes in a row that might be better? Thanks. Well, yeah, uh, great comment. I. I didn't Great like comment. the last two episodes if those are included. <laughs> so uh, I do like this one in Transference. I haven't seen the ones after that, but I hope that this is one of four in a row. Uh, but that's all I have to say, Tom. I've, I have nothing more entertaining than than what you just said. Uh, this is international, folks. Nothing. We're going to do Darren real quick. When Bart steals the map from Lex's mansion right in front of Clark and the alarm starts to sound, why was Clark just standing out there looking shocked? Why didn't he just super speed away? Well, because... People probably saw him come in. He wasn't trying to be, you know, you know, the guards probably saw him or somebody saw him. He was just walking. He's been standing there for a while. He's not like he's super sped, super sped, super sped in, super speeded out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Leave me alone, Darren. I don't know the answer, but uh, it makes sense. All right. Yeah. Weirdly, if he's standing there, he looks less guilty. Yeah. He's like, if you stand there, he's like, uh, I don't know what just happened. I'm just here. I went to look at it and I was waiting for you. And I think he answered the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for your questions. Um, thanks for all your questions. I really appreciate it. We love hearing your and voices. Now, Rosenbaum rating system. Three roses is the best. We have halves, but three bombs is the worst. A heater is right down the middle. We'll start out with Tom. Uh, I'm still left with a question is what what is Rasputin's path when it comes to that map i don't know why i just i don't know hopefully find out later in the season but i will give this one and a half i enjoyed it um i enjoyed i enjoyed the whole episode yeah yeah uh ryan one and a half for me too i found it enjoyable uh kyle was great cool it was cool one and a half for me too yeah i think we're gonna go three one and a halves that's a solid episode. Yeah, I liked it enough to give it one and a half. I think that's the first time we've all given the same score. I think so, too. In I thought years. it was enjoyable from start to finish. Death and save Death counts. And Zero save dead, count. two saved. Bart saves Jonathan. Clark saves Bart. Through five episodes, three dead, 11 saved. Series 95 dead, 114 saved. And now it's time for Ryan's favorite scene. <laughs> Ryan's favorite okay. Oh, shit. Uh, they're all speedy. Um, first one, Bart saves Jonathan. Second one, uh, Bart's no. Jesus moment. What was that one? Walks on water. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, the third one is the speedy goodbye between Clark Jesus. and Bart. I'm going to go speedy goodbye. It's the, it's the water I'm, water moment. Water for you? I'm going speedy goodbye. Speedy goodbye. Yes, I won. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> he, Brian, you downplayed it so bad. Like when you even said what that last scene was, you downplayed it. You're well, like, you answered before I was done describing it. If I can walk on water. No, that's not the right words. You're right. I did. If I can turn back time. Uh, I just don't know who you are. Superhero anymore. Anymore. Fun. That's it for the episode. Stick around next week as we switch things up and talk about season four, episode six, Transference. Let's take the discussion online. Let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at Talkville Podcast or Talkville Pod. Show your support by joining you Patreon. Patreon.com slash Talkville. You get your name shouted out at the end of every episode if you're a top tier. And there's lots of other perks. 
And if you want more info like merch from the show or a hotline number, you can find all that in the description. And uh, we love you and we thank you. And remember, folks, always hold on to Smallville. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. And we have to, of course, give love to our top tier patrons who make this podcast possible. And, uh, you know, we couldn't do it without you. Patreon.com slash Talkville if you want your name shouted out. We see we see them out in the wild, so to speak. You know, I'm always like, what's your handle? You I know. Because we get to say it. It's fun. Mickey G, Leanne P, Raj C, Santiago M, Little Lisa, Thomas, the Leaf Blower, Shane W, Sophie M, Betsy D, Abby P, Ray Harada, Karen Apple M, 99 more, Lalani N, Brett G, always hold on to Smallville. Estevan G, Garrett W, Bob K, Kimberly L, Tom N, Jason W, Osama A, Glinda, the Good Witch P, uh, Lana Rams with Banana W, got you there, uh, Nancy D, Brian G, Sarah W, YVR Grips, better known as Vancouver. Anna M, Amanda R, Teddy127, Michael P, Theo M, Ryan R, Jordan M, Randy B, Craig G, Karen P, Jorel, Heather and Greg, thank you for your questions. I made talk, I made talk, Bill say butts. Brian H, Eric K, Kristen B, Danine W, Stephanie K, I'm on a roll, Darth Achilles, Finky, early is on time, and damn, who's that? Damn, who's that? Jeanette E, Deadvid, General Zod, Theodore. Big D, Doug R, Carlos C, Tommy Z, Boston 68, Ken the Limerick Guy, Corey L, Mr. Home RK, Jesse C, Claire M, D Brown, Karenary M, Jules M, Eldon Supremo, Leslie V, McBurts, good question, Ginger Moose, Christoph S, Michelle M, Drew, Michael Kane doesn't blink, Sebastian F, Sourpuss Cranky Pants, Matthew and Lincoln B, the Coopers, you can't forget the Coopers, or Mary and Louise L, CGO, Cindy C, Nikki L, Shannon, Foe, Fannin, Tina E, Matt Rick, uh, Jen T, Randy S, Cassie B, Brad A, Felicia R, Danny M, J S, and Rachel D. Ginger Prime and Nate. Ginger is Prime and Nate D. Yeah. Got it. When you're rich, you're not crazy. You're eccentric. Chicken Flower Sammy Sharman. Okay. (laughs) Carrie Ann, the Alexander Kessel, Daryl E. Charlene A, Spicy Chicken, The Only Way to Have It. Jenny B, Anna B, Monica T, Tom is my hall pass. Okay. Janime <laughs> uh, C, Batman's Boxer Briefs. I bet they're black. Don't you think they're black? Yes. Samuel Daddy M, Cameron R, Eric M, 
Jeffrey K, Tony K. I'll let you do the next one. Tony K, Pip Kennedy, Katya C, previously on Smallville, Cheru S, Geneva D, Gene- Geneva, yeah, Matt C, Rosie H, Rosie H, Depro, Sejal, and Devon, or Sejal. I think it's Depro, Sejal, and Devon, Chadwick B, Keith B. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. We love you, and we'll see you next time.